Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about that glorious holiday full of love? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm okay. I've missed you. I don't think I've heard your voice in like two weeks, right? It's been three weeks. We didn't record the past two weeks. So for people that are not time traveling, those listeners out there in Podland, uh, we recorded four episodes in 10 days (laughs) and then Robert left for the UK and we didn't record for three damn weeks. Yeah. And here we are, together again. Oh, man. The Dream I can't Team. Wait to tell you about more time travel. Oh, yeah. I want to hear all about it. Wait, you're not going back, are you? No. Okay. Whew. No. But I got to tell you about my time traveling coming back. Yeah. I'm interested to hear. So, when you left the U.S., okay. coronavirus was like just at like its nascence, it was just beginning to bud. Okay. It just landed in the U.S. for the first time, and now there, this is riveting shit for you guys. There's a thousand deaths worldwide with it. Damn. Last I heard, I it was seven hundred. Yeah, it's yeah. just going up every day. But um, yeah, like forty-two thousand cases, a thousand deaths. Um, but now it officially has a name because coronavirus is the name of like a group of diseases and stuff. So yeah. or a group of viruses, I suppose. But okay. uh, it's another calling it. Uh, COVID-19, which sounds very secret. Okay. But That um, that just sounds, like, way mysterious. I know. So I'm curious what your travel experience was like with COVID-19 afoot. So I don't think this happened when I left the U.S. When I left the U.S., it was just like, I think they just kind of went, you been to China? No? Okay. And that was it, right? Yeah. Um... Leaving the U.S., I mean, not too many people wearing masks. There were, like, a couple, maybe. Uh Uh-huh. Of course, like, I mean, that's very stereotypical, but, like, all the Asian people were wearing masks, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that generally in Asian cultures, masks are seen as not, it's not shameful to wear. Like, you should wear a mask when you go out in public. If well, there's a that's sickness, what I was like telling somebody, because I was like, well, they usually do because the smog they have in Japan and stuff. Right. You know? Like, they're, that's like a fashion item for them. Like, that's why they make those really cool ones, you know, yeah. because they wear them a lot there. And the, the population over there is just so much denser that, like, if you're coughing oh, out yeah, in public, man. it is way more likely that you're going to be spitting on somebody because oh, you're yeah. within spitting distance of, like, 50 people. Yeah. So, yeah, masks are, like, no big thing for them. So... Leaving, that was pretty much it. It was not a big deal. Coming back, I was literally asked, had I been to China about 50 times in Are you sure? boarding you it and all that shit. Like, it was but, everywhere but you But did turned. you go? Did you go to China? Are you sure? 
I had to get a special stamp on my boarding pass that said that I answered that question. Wow. Or something. Um, so it was like, go to check my bag, right? Like, like I printed up the little thing, print up a boarding pass, and I get in line to check it. And in the line, people were like walking by going like, you been to China? You been to China? You been to China? You been to China? <laughs> oh my God. And then when I got to the end of the line, they asked me, had I been to China? And asked me Did why, anybody why respond I was here. Yes. One person did, yeah. Did they pull him out of line and beat him yeah. to death? Well, they pulled him out and then never saw them again. Well, they incinerated him. <laughs> Bye. So they asked me that then. Then the machine. So, so in the UK, when you like check your bag, you like put it on the belt and you scan the tag yourself and then just like answer questions at like a little screen. Okay. There's, there's not, like, a person that's, like, standing there going, like, do you have any explosives or anything you shouldn't have, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, even on the screen, it said, had you been to China? I said, no. Then I went upstairs to go through security, and they asked me before I got in security, when I went through security, after I got out of security, then at my gate, before I boarded, as I boarded. Good God. And then... When I finally got my bag and was leaving DFW, they asked me again on the way out. On the way out? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, just trying to keep it contained. And that's good to know that they're being so thorough, but at the same time, like... Straight up, just like, have you been? Have you been? Have you been? <laughs> have you been? Have you been, though? Are you sure? And I was like, well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did I go to China and start questioning your own sanity? I maybe did. I was there. for a while there. <laughs> So then coming back, there were more there there were more people wearing masks when I was coming home. And the third case had been reported in the UK when I left. Wow. So and it really wasn't close to me still, so I was like, well that's good. That's good. I mean the UK's kind of freaking small though in comparison to yeah. the US. So glad you're out of there and back here. There's no, I don't think we've had a confirmed case in Texas yet. They thought that yeah. somebody out west, I think at A&M, they had considered a case there, but it ended up just being, like, the flu or something. Yeah. Good. Do we want to do just, like, a whole, like, UK trip on, like, a different one? Because I was there yeah. for two fucking weeks? Sure. Okay, because I really want to tell you some shit that went down. Okay. <laughs> and just, like, things that I noticed while I was there. So, All right. I'm going to save these for later, because this... Taxi man deserves a lot of time. Okay, I'm excited. You had really good taxi stories last time. I don't, I don't know that this is a good one. Uh -oh. It was pretty... I almost thought I was going to get kidnapped. Oh, no. <laughs> because he was accusing me of things. It was... Of having gone to China? Uh, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have to tell you. Okay. All, all I can say is my taxi ride to the airport when I was leaving... He was a conspiracy theorist like no other that I've ever known. Hell yes. I love crazy conspiracy and theorists. And he was telling me the ways the world works, man. Some of these people are just totally walnuts. I just so <laughs> I love to hear it. I'm going to save that for, for next time, maybe. All because right. Because well. he, he, it was a, it was like a two hour trip. So, I mean, he had a lot to tell me. You know? All right. He was spouting some shit at me. I learned nothing, but... <laughs> He, he thinks I'm gonna, like, come home and just, like, know how everything works now. Alright, well, the world is flat, 
And I oh, am man. thirsty. I was really hoping that he was a flat earther guy. Was he not a flat earther? I don't know. We didn't get into that. He was oh, more didn't have like, time for that? He was more like politics. And I think mm. he secretly really hated American people. Well, can you blame although, him? Although all he said was, I have nothing against American people, but here's all the things I have against them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's pretty, pretty amazing. I'm going to go ahead and crack mine. Ew, that sounded weird. Ew. Mine's a mine's a plastic bottle though. Oh, I was like, what the? What is that? It sounded like you were like peeling a crunchy leaf off. <laughs> <laughs> I came home, um, got to watch the Oscars. Yeah, you got home in time for the Oscars. Miss it. I'm so excited. So, here's the thing. I did a, I did another ballot. When I was at my mom's, right? Okay. Because she had, like, printed one out, and I was like, I'm going to try to remember what I picked, but I wasn't sure, and I ended up with 14 on that one, and I had less on my real one. Oh, okay. Did so, you, so you went back and listened, and you got the answers from the podcast? I did. Okay. Well, well, I had saved my PDF of the ones that I picked l- okay. last time, so I have clear evidence of what I picked before. Good, good, good. And I butted right. them up. I have my thing. All right. I have my total. We don't okay. know yet who won the bet. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm guessing you didn't have 14 because you would have been like, it. yes, I nailed it because he had less. <laughs> okay. I'm concerned, though. 14 is is high in comparison to what I got. Who, who, sh- who should say first what they got? I'm going to go first. No, okay. I'm not. You're going to go first. Okay. Because, okay. You're, be- because you're worried. So just go ahead and rip that Band-Aid. And tell me how many you got. Okay. My total was nine correct. Nine correct. Okay. So my total from the podcast, not from the one after, right? Right. Eleven. Oh, Boom. no. I don't want to play the pony fighting game. Um, I think I know what we're going to play. All and right. you, you actually want to play it. Oh, good. Because I came home, so I basically had Sunday before the Oscars to do whatever, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I was like, I'm just going to like mess with some games. And I was like, I'm going to update all of my stuff. So I updated like my driver card and all the apps that I use and shit. Uh-huh. And when I was updating the Xbox Game Pass one, it was like, look at all these games that have been added since you were here last, right? Yeah. And I was like, fuck, there are so many good games. Dude, my rat game is on there. Rat game? Oh, uh, Vermintide? No, a Plague oh. Tale. Right, right, right. The, the French Renaissance rat game. Yes. Dude, that's fucking on there. I was like, yes, I get to play it! For free. What? It's on there for free? Yeah. All right. I mean, you guys have the Game Pass thing, right? We most certainly do. I haven't been checking it lately. Exactly. So. Well, so, what's on the Xbox is different than what's on the Game Pass one that's on the computer. They kind of have different stores in a oh, way. Okay. So you got to get the one for the computer, and it has a different <clears throat> list of stuff. But A Plague Tale is on there, and I was like, well, I'm downloading that shit. And then I was like, no fucking way. Gris is on here. What? That that's the, the watercolor one. Game. Yes. Yes. So I was like, oh... 
it's kind of short. I kind of have all day. I was like, I'm going to start playing it, right? Yeah. I started playing it. It is so moving and so beautiful. I can't even handle it. It's so oh, awesome. I'm I so love excited. it. I want to play that instead. Yes. All right. Yes. It's so fucking pretty because I just want to watch you cry at the... First of all, you're an art person. Yes. And the way... So the deal is the world basically goes like black and white. Uh-huh. And you're bringing the different colors back in. So like when you bring in a certain color, that color washes in where it would be and kind of like makes the world look a bit different. Okay. And then like highlights things that weren't there before. And it's just... You're going to love it. I'm excited. You're going to fucking love it. I'm pumped. Oh, man. It's so cool. So yeah. That's our game. I have, okay. I have I have officially decreed. Boom. Sweet. Okay, we're gonna get that uh, tweeted out, and then we will get it scheduled out, and we'll let you guys know when we're gonna play it. So it'll go up on Twitch, and it'll Cha. be available on YouTube shortly thereafter. Yes. So, Oscars. What did you think? Did you even watch them, or did you just kind of like keep up a little bit? So normally I don't watch the Oscars because it's it's so long. There's so much, and half of it is just like celebrities kind of espousing whatever they are currently involved in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's always a little bit... What's the word I'm looking for? Where celebrities just kind of get up there and bloviate about shit, you know? I would just say it's just... They get pompous. on their soapbox, man. Yeah, yeah dude. It's pompous. Yeah. But this year, so I tuned in for like the last hour of it. I was like, oh, they're still giving away the big awards. I haven't missed like the cool stuff yet. So <clears throat> I tuned in and who do I see on my screen? But the beautiful Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Oh, I, man, you came in late. Yeah, pretty pretty darn late. Oh, man. <laughs> but she's standing there between Brie Larson and Gal Gadot, uh-huh. and I'm just, like, in awe of the beauty of these three, <laughs> just like a trifecta of perfection. Yeah. And I was like, Sigourney Weaver looks so fucking good. And so I Googled her. You know how old she is? So Alien was in, like, 70-something, and I would uh-huh. guess she was in, like, her 20s then. So she's got to be, like, almost 60 or in her 60s. She is 70 years old. Whoa! And she looks... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, she's maybe 40. Like, she looks pristine. She well, is I taking... was going to say, she hasn't aged since, like, Avatar came out. And that was, like, 2009. She's taking care of that body. She's keeping it, like, right, you know? Well, she's Sigourney Weaver. And also, she's six feet tall. Do you know that? Yeah. She's so stately. I love her so much. Yeah, ma'am. I just she's the bomb. I love her. I I cannot believe she's seventy. She looks better than I will ever fucking look. <laughs> I just she looks better than me when I was born. Yeah, I was all wrinkly and <laughs> creepy when I was born. She's a statuesque lady. Yeah, man, she's she's fantastic. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I got to watch the last hour or so at the Oscars. I got okay. to watch uh, Joaquin Phoenix accept so, his award. Really, you watched the lengthiest part of it because. Everybody, basically, they did what Ricky Gervais told them to do at the Golden Globes. Yeah. Everybody came up and said, thank you, and left. Yeah. Like, that's that's how it started. But then towards the end, it was like, people were like, I'm gonna meander a little bit. Yeah, so when Renee Zellweger got up and, like, accepted her Oscar for, what was it, Judy? Yeah. I was doing laundry... And I was like, well, I don't want to miss the next award, but the speech seems to be taking a minute. So, like, I went out to the laundry room, grabbed the laundry out of the dryer, switched over the washer into the dryer, started it back up, took my laundry back to the bedroom, and she's still 
going on? I'm like, yeah. what is she? What is she even talking about? <laughs> she really had a good point, but she couldn't find the way to express it. Okay. Was kind of the deal. She was basically saying that, like, Judy Garland is a hero, and I think she was saying, like, she looked up to Judy Garland, and she looks up to all the people in, like, the crowd, and she was like, when you meet your heroes, sometimes it can be good, and she was just basically talking about heroes help teach us what's good and bad, and Judy Garland is a good person to have be your hero. Okay. Like, just kind of she had a good point about it. Yeah. Like, see, I can't even tell you the gist because I was like, I think that's kind of the point. Because <laughs> she didn't really know the point. Yeah, like, I, I didn't catch, but maybe the first couple of sentences and then, like, the yeah. last, I don't know, 30 seconds or so. And I was like, I, she's just winding it down, I guess. But Yeah, man. But Joaquin Phoenix's speech, can we talk about him for a minute? Sure. I thought he did better than the Golden Globe one, though. Yeah, he did. He seemed... I actually really liked what he had to say. I did, too. He had that same, like, air about him, you know, where he's, like, rubbing his face and just kind of, like, telling the audience, yeah. shut the fuck up, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I like everything that he was saying. You could kind of feel the air in the room get sucked out when he was, like, talking about artificially inseminating cows against their will. I was like, ooh, that's, yeah. that's a hard point to bring up right now. Like, I agree with him, but at the same time, like... Here's <sighs> my thing. Uh, it's called Time and Place. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the time and place to say, I'm really, like, he even said, you know, I've been kind of a bad person at times, and you guys gave me a second chance. It led me to be here. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good time and place. Say, I appreciate the fact that people are giving me second chances and letting me do things because I know that I've been kind of bad to you. This is like making amends and look where it led. Like, thank you. Right. That's a good point in that time and place. Yeah, like, his speech was so on track, and then it, like, kind of derailed with the cow stuff, and, like, how we steal their milk and put it in our cereal, and... Yeah. I I am conflicted about milk, because <laughs> there's... Like, of course, animal milk is intended for the babies of the animals to drink, but at the yeah. same time, cows make so much excess milk that, like, if you don't milk a cow, she's in pain. Yeah. And if you have just extra milk laying around, you're going to throw it out? Like, no, sell it, make money, yeah. get it into the economy. And also, nut milks are, like, really bad for the environment sometimes. Like, almond milk apparently is causing a huge carbon footprint or something. I don't know. I'm not, like, super uh -huh. learned on it. But yeah, I just know that there's the – milk, the milk industry as a whole is problematic. But, yeah. again, time and place. He just <laughs> exactly like he kind of went off the rails, but then he brought it back at the end, just saying, you know, like well, he yeah, said, yeah. just kind of he he made a point to say we have to stop canceling each other out, and that's like a big thing that's happening right now. And it was actually culture. the end of his thing that really got me because yeah. he was like, because like I was like, all right, where are you gonna go with this? Because he was talking about how it's not about race, like we keep talking about race and like it showed like janelle monet there you know and she's uh -huh. kind of like wet you know yeah she kind of had this look and he goes it's not about race it's not about men and women it's not about this he was like it's about humanity and if all of humanity decides to be good good will happen and right. i was like that's actually a great point and then he did make me cry a bit because he was like my brother wrote a song lyric a long time yeah. ago so his brother was river phoenix you know uh-huh who who had died and he was a actor from like stand by me and stuff you know right 
And he was like, he wrote this lyric, and it was actually very poignant what he said. It was like, if we all come together with love, peace will follow. And then that's what he ended with, and I was like, bomb! That was awesome. Good job. But the milk thing still. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He brought it home, and then he, yeah. Yeah. I just, I hope that he, like, I feel like we're kind of watching his psychic turmoil happen in real time, you know, like... Post Joker, he's been a little bit wild in his interviews and stuff, and I just hope yeah. that he's okay and that he has somebody because he's clearly like going through something, you know. And I yeah. just, it's hard to see celebrities falter like that because they're humans too, and a lot of yeah. people forget that, you know. He gets up there and he talks sadly about his brother who's passed away, and you just it just kind of yeah. reminds you that he's got humanity in him, and it needs to be recognized. Yeah. But I actually really liked this Oscars. I was like, maybe we don't need a host because I thought this was a great one. It was really fast. I so, thought it was way faster than anyone has been lately. It it, it was off by ten thirty instead of usually eleven thirty. So historically, do they have just like one person who hosts the Oscars? Yes, it's always one person that kind of like moves between the segments and like will tell a joke in between and announce all the people i just think like i think that the way that they did it this year it flowed nicely but i don't understand why even the dude in the audience uh the guy who played the kid in 1917 Uh when he introduced olivia coleman he's like i'm gonna introduce somebody who's gonna introduce somebody else who's then gonna award somebody else yeah (laughs) we have to get off the air in like 45 minutes yeah so I just think it's weird how they kind of draw it out, you know, like, they don't just have, like, it, I feel like there should, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if we need a host or if we just need to make it faster, like, why do we have to have all these celebrities come up and do, like, a tight five in between each set, you know? It, you, I mean, it used to be more like a show, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And this one, that's why I kind of liked it, because it kind of was a show. Like, when Hugh Jackman had hosted one time, because I'm pretty sure he did once. Like, he opened it with a big number. Like, you know, he <laughs> did this performance. Like, he did this thing, you know? Cool. And, like, he had skits in between it and all this stuff. Like, like it was a show. You were constantly being entertained as this was happening. Okay. You know, it wasn't just like, let's, you know, listen to them talk now. You yeah. Know? And that's what was kind of entertaining about this. Because they didn't really do, like, very serious announcements of the categories they've almost had comedy duos do every single one. Oh my god fucking james corden and rebel wilson that was wild that was the best part of the night honestly i know you liked it i know you do <laughs> like a solid 30 seconds of them just like batting the microphone oh my god <laughs> you could tell the audience was uncomfortable they're like how long is this bit going to go <laughs> no the best one it was um maya rudolph and Kristen Wiig. Oh, I didn't get to see theirs. They came out to do one. Fucking so good. I love I them. Think, I think they were doing Best Director or something. And so their whole their whole shtick was they came out and like they were mad at each other, right? <laughs> and so they were mad and stuff. And then they were like, you see that? That's acting. Hey, directors, <laughs> you know, like, if you need us, we can do that. We can also cry. And then they were sad when they were delivering this part. And then they were like, and we can sing. And they sang, like, a whole portion of what they were doing. And they kept just doing all this stuff. And it was hilarious. Awesome. Loved it. 
Theirs was the best one. Uh, were there any of the Oscar wins that surprised you? Most of them. Most of them surprised you? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah, it didn't go how I thought nor how I wanted on a lot of them. Mm. And I gotta say, the most surprising was the best song. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I was like, really? I mean, that one? It's good. That's that's who you picked in the, in the podcast episode, wasn't it? Uh, it is not. I picked Into the Unknown. Oh yeah, we both did. I really thought that would have won. Yeah. And then after watching it, because I saw your tweet about the stand-up one, right? Uh-huh. Oh my god. I watched that song okay. play out and I was like, holy shit, that one's gonna win. I was like, this is a good song, but it was more about that performance that made it great. Yeah, it was you know? It was a good performance. I was well, on did. my feet. Yeah, they did really good with it. So I told Taylor that it was probably more like, you know, Elton John may not get another one. Let's give it to him. You think so? I think that's how... I don't think they really pick the best in a lot of cases. I think they go, eh, throw this person a bone. <laughs> Has Elton John won an Oscar previously? Yes. Okay. For Lion King. I'm pretty sure. Oh, hell yeah. Can you Can feel the love tonight? You feel the love tonight. But see, it was also, I guess, a little bit more meaningful this time. Because you still haven't watched Rocket Man, right? I have not. I super want to. Okay. So the guy that like wrote all of his songs with him helped write this song with him. And so basically, yeah. Elton John and his friend of like 53 years got to win one. That's sweet. And, you know, like, we all know about them now because of the movie. So it yeah. kind of, like, just means a lot for him and his friend to get it, you know? Well, that's good. Yeah, in his speech, he was pretty brief, but he just said, like, this guy's been here for me, like, through the good times, through the bad times, when I was myself, when I was totally not myself. He's been here my oh, whole dude. life. When you watch that movie, you'll know and be like, that was actually really sweet. Aww. Like, I was like, I, I, I really appreciate this. But I don't think it was the better song. Okay. Because I thought that the Toy Story one and his basically were just the title of the song repeated ad nauseum nonstop yeah. the whole time. You know what? I actually, uh, I was at a baby birthday party the other day. Our dear friend Jean, her little baby turned one. Wow. Uh, it's so cute. They had Toy Story 4 on in the background. So I was like uh -huh. half watching it, half not. And the only part that I really caught was like... When the fork comes home for the first time and just keeps trying to throw himself away, yeah. he's like, I'm trash! I'm, I'm trash. trash! I'm, I'm trash. trash! Why am I alive? It's <laughs> like, damn, that's poignant. Like, yeah. Holy shit. And then they played that little I Can't Throw Yourself Away song. And yeah. like I said, it is pretty much just repeating the title ad nauseum, but. Pretty much. It kind of hit me in the feels a little bit. Oh my god. Sometimes we all feel like trash when we want to throw ourselves <laughs> away. <laughs> So, oh, well, then there was one more surprise, which I'm pretty sure you missed this one, too. Okay. And Taylor was like, why? And I was like, I don't know, because it's cool. And she was like, but why? And I was like, I don't know. It's just cool. <laughs> I love your There's Taylor no other impression. <laughs> one, of the, one of the segments was a guy came out and he just goes, sometimes um, a movie becomes what it is because of a song that's in it and sometimes the song becomes what it is because of the movie that it was in and then he was like what's the one like don't you forget, forget about, about me. me he's like that song is the breakfast club the breakfast club is that song right for sure like 
Like, there's things like that where it just works. And so he was like, so let's let's just watch a couple clips of, like, movies that were made by their songs and those songs that became what they were and will always be cemented with those movies, right? Okay. So it's just showing clips of different movies and it was like, uh, Back to the Future with the, like, that's the power of love. That was that written for Back to the Future? Yeah, it was. What? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so that one... The don't you forget about me and it just had like all these moments where like there was a song and a movie that just when you hear the song you think of that or when you watch the movie you're waiting for that you know uh-huh. and then at the end they showed uh eminem from eight mile oh yes right and then he rose out of the stage and fucking sang <laughs> Take Your Shot or whatever. And yeah. he sang the Eight Mile song. I know. I, I saw like a replay of that. I didn't see the actual yeah. like montage of him coming out of the stage, but I saw that he performed. And I had to look it up because I was like, are they talking about this Oscars? <laughs> or Yeah. He came out and sang the Eight Mile song and Taylor was like, but why? Yeah. And I was like, it's a good fucking song. It is a good fucking song. You can't argue with that. I guess that he never got a chance to perform it at the 03 Oscars where he actually won. Yeah. And I don't know if it well, was like he wasn't there because he was being a stand against something or he just wasn't able maybe. to go. But well, I told Tim about it and he goes, dude, he just released an album too. Like this is oh. just PR for him as well. You yeah, know? it's and just I was like, like part of his comeback, I guess. Well, there you go. But it says right in the song, you only get one chance. Only one yeah. shot. Shit. Well, <laughs> I only get well, one shot at that edit. <laughs> well, well, you blew it twice. <laughs> so he took his shot. Yeah. Um. Did Did you watch that whole segment though? No. Basically, all these celebrities moshed. <laughs> okay. Eminem comes out and starts just like spitting this song, and for real, everybody is just like thrashing and like mosh pitting to Eminem. <laughs> That's awesome. Like like regal celebrities in dresses and tuxes just like oh my god just That's amazing. freaking out. And do you know who was not impressed? Uh was it Martin Scorsese? <laughs> no. He was digging it too. Was it? <laughs> it was actually Billie Eilish. Really? She was she looked so confused. She was like uh, why are you guys dancing to this guy? <laughs> oh my god, I figured if anybody, she would be an Eminem fan. Oh, uh, she was not a... She may like him, but I'm telling you, the way people were straight... I'm not kidding, they were moshing, man. Were they losing themselves? People, yeah. In the they moment? They were losing themselves in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were going crazy. You gotta see some of these reaction clips of people going nuts. People were going nuts. People going ape shit. I'll have to look it up. And I was like, man, people like this song. <laughs> or they just are that stoked to see Eminem. They got a free Eminem show and they're like, yes! Yeah, cool. hell yeah. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. So that's pretty much all I got to say about the Oscars. I liked it. It had surprises. Man, Billie Eilish's performance, though. Mm. I so when they said that she was going to make a, like a surprise performance, I was like, they're going to release the Bond song because I've been looking forward oh. to that <laughs> so much. I've been like yeah. waiting because I love Billie Eilish, and yeah. I am so excited to hear what she's going to do with the James Bond theme. But uh-huh. 
so they brought her out for the in memoriam and she sang a cover of yeah. the beatles yesterday and i was like oh, crying man. in my bed i was like oh it my was god really good it was so good wow i know like it was so good she's Holy so crap. like she channels she like she goes to a different plane of existence when she sings i don't know what it is you know you can just like yeah. her eyes close and she's just not there anymore <laughs> yeah it was so good i actually did get to see all the movies except for ford v ferrari so and the irishman because i chose not to watch it i'm so glad that you didn't watch the irishman (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) um last night i watched parasite okay oh my fucking god do you love it i love it this movie i did not care for it really i was like it's good it's not great. Oh my god. The movie, like, the way it starts, like, it starts in one place. So, I didn't know shit about this movie. I went into it thinking it was about, like, a physical parasite, because, yeah, I, like, the title, Parasite, I'm just assuming that it's about some kind of disease or something, but no. It's, like, this family who's... It's the metaphorical parasite. Yeah, so they're living in poverty, and then they kind of, like, work their way in through a little bit of con artistry into like a rich family's uh graces yeah like the son is working as uh as a a, math english tutor tutor. and then he gets a job for the daughter and she's working as an art teacher and she gets a job for the dad who's working as a driver and he gets a job for his wife the mom and she's working as a housekeeper and (laughs) the whole movie so like when they finally get ingratiated with the family i was like where are they going to go with this movie? Because it's not even like a third over. And then the whole thing. I really thing... thought they were going to like kill the family and become the family. I thought so too. But then the whole yeah. thing just kind of flips on its fucking head. And I, by the end of the movie, I was like, I don't know what's happening anymore. Like <laughs> I was on my toes the whole time. Like the plot twists, the weird shit that happens. The, it had elements mm-hmm. of comedy. It had elements of horror. It was it the plot is i just i i don't have words for it (laughs) like for me i was i don't know i was left with what was the point it was such a beautiful narrative and like you get to see i don't know it was just like looking at poverty through a different lens you know like well that's what i said was good about it it was showing off a part of the world that is not really shown yeah because the part that really got me was when their house floods god i was i was crying during that part i was like "Uh." like, that's the part that i was really like wow it was so sad man um so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull spoilers here okay because i want to because taylor also loved it my mom also really liked it and i'm like the one going eh so I want to ask you about the ending because that's where I got let down. Yeah. So that part. So tell me how it ends to you because Taylor takes a different ending. So it's hard to say. So like when the son is trying to buy back the house because his dad is secretly hiding out in the basement. And so mm-hmm. when he actually does get to purchase the home. And the mother is out in the garden and the dad comes up from the basement finally comes out and his son hugs him and the mom comes over and they all hug. And then like it fades to black. And I was like, man, that movie was really good. And then it fades back in 
and it's the son in present day and he's still like writing this letter to his dad saying that he's going to make that happen for them yeah so i don't know if it's kind of a flash forward that we're seeing and we're hoping i don't know it was see taylor says yes and that's why she likes it she's like he fucking got him life is good that movie was dope and i said i don't know if it is i think it's his never fucking gets his dad back because he couldn't get a job to begin with in the first place that's why all of them were broke yeah just because he says he's gonna do it he's never getting his dad out his dad is gonna die in that basement so I mean, now I'm like, what was the point of this fucking movie? <laughs> I I would like to think in Taylor's way because I, I don't know, just seeing his sister murdered in that way and like seeing his family be yeah. torn apart in the way that only money can do, you know? Yeah. I, I think that that has driven him enough to want to actually go to college because he, he even says like, I plan to go to college yeah, next year. Right. I'm just printing out this degree in advance when he's like conning them, you know? Yeah. So... I I don't know. I think that that's our glimpse into the future, and then we go back to the present. That's how I am holding it in my heart, so that I continue to like the movie. <laughs> See, I take it as I take it as that like stark realism right there at the end, where he's like envisioning that great moment because it was all bright and stuff, and then uh-huh. fades back to the dull world that's real. And he was like, "I'm gonna do that." Yeah. But it's always what he's going to do, but that doesn't mean he's going to do it, you know? Right. So that's when I was like, what the, well, what was the point? I don't know, who, who, who gives a <laughs> shit about Morse code man down there? I don't like him. What a, what a movie though. Like, it was a wild movie. It was wild, if nothing else. I recommend yeah. it. I think everyone should see it. Not mm. for the fact that it won all these Oscars, but just for the fact no. that like, it was, it's a good movie. I have told everybody that you should watch it. I just don't think it is what the hype says. I thought it was I more think than the hype. <laughs> I think it's worth seeing, but it was not my movie. Okay. But I can tell you, so do you want to know what I've been watching while I was away? I have one more thought about the Oscars and then we can move on. Do it. Okay. I think they need to make a new couple of categories in the Oscars. Okay. They're not awarding any of the stuntmen who do all this crazy shit day in, day out. <laughs> And none of the stunt I think they actually used to. Did I they? I think they actually used to. Why don't they anymore? Because stunt coordinators and stunt men and stunt women, those are some of the hardest fucking workers. Like, I'll just Dude. sit there and watch yeah, montages are. of people, like, doing fucking stunt rehearsals and the actual, like, filming of it. Like, yeah. Mad Max? Holy shit. Like, that movie was nominated for, what, nine, ten Oscars in its own? Yeah. And then they they didn't award any of the stunt people for any of the crazy shit that they did. Like the first guy that learned that he could catch his whole body on fire for a movie. <laughs> yes, you know? award that man. Like the James Bond movies, like there's there's a uh so there's one of the movies. I can't remember which one it is, but they just do a stunt where like the car kind of like hits hits a ramp on one side so it does a flip, yes. you know. Well, the stunt guy practiced it three times, landed it all three times. <laughs> oh, when they filmed it for the movie, he didn't land it, and he actually died. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Stunt people really put their lives on the line. They do. For their work. And to not, you know, award somebody, like, the innovation. Like, if if somebody came up with, hey, this is the best way to fall down the stairs and look like you actually broke your neck. Yeah. You know? You should 
award his innovation for this weird feat that he figured out. For real. You know? Like, of course, there's... Like do hard shit. The actors and actresses and the directors who are throwing their, like, blood, sweat, and tears at this mm-hmm. to get the production levels so right. But then there's the stuntmen and stuntwomen who are throwing their throwing whole fucking their bodies down yeah. flights of stairs. <laughs> like, Like, think about that. You're awarding Brad Pitt best supporting actor, right? Uh-huh. Because he acted really cool in the movie that he was in. Right. right? He smoked that cigarette. Like, it looked fantastic. Yeah. But then there's this guy who, I don't know, pretended to get run over by a car. And you're like, that's not hard to do. You know? And there's only, like, like a specified profession for this that you train for years. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> like, well, that's part of the conversation that I was telling you I kind of had with Haley that time. There's the whole thing about so there's, you know, the actors, but then they were suggesting you do, like, a best motion capture performance because Andy's circus was going in there doing Gollum and uh, Caesar from Planet of the Apes, right? right? And they were saying, like, that's still acting, that's still hard work that he's doing because he's doing all the physical and you never even get to see him. Right. And they determined, no. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me mad. Yeah. So I completely agree. I think they should. Because awards stunt people. Could you imagine, like, you watch all these movies all year long, but you never know that there's this one movie where somebody performed the most outrageous feat of the year that you never got to see? Yeah. And then this could show you, like, look at this cool stunt that happened. And you're like, that was fucking dope. And, like, when they're when they're doing the awards for, like, best visual effects or whatever, they do that montage where they show you, like, layer by layer what the movie looks like when they're doing the effects. Yeah. They could do that for some people. Like, show yeah. me what it looked like when this person was actually doing fucking flips and shit on a pulley system. Or just not even on a pulley system. Sometimes they just jump through the air and do that because do it. they're trained in that shit. Yeah, I think they need to be, they deserve recognition. Here's all I'm going to say, though. Are you going to feel foolish or weird when Jackass 4 comes out, which is actually coming out, by the way? They're all then they so introduce old. This, then they introduce this category, <laughs> and all of Jackass wins an Academy Award? Can you call that a stunt, though? <laughs> that stuff stunts, man. It's stunts, but, like, it's not, it's not stunts it's for stunts. a purpose. <laughs> but it's still stunts. I guess. I mean... The 16-year-old who lives on my block and does ollies out in the fucking cul-de-sac. He, that's not stunts. <laughs> stunts! <laughs> oh, I I love that. We should we should start a petition somewhere and try to get that put in before the 2021. Stunt petition. Oscars. Stunts! I, 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 I love this. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I truly, truly appreciate that. That is a fantastic thing. Because <laughs> you're right. Like, nobody looks at that shit. Yeah. And, uh, like, half the movies that people like, they're thinking about some crazy stunt that was in it, you know? Did you know that, that Man, yeah, part? the lady who plays Mulan is going to be doing... She did, like, 90% of her stunts. Awesome. I know. That fucking... Oh, we'll see. The trailer see, when she, like, that... kicks the spear out of the air. I, I lost yeah. my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but see, now you're saying, put stunts in there, right? But you're basically saying, let's give Tom Cruise an Academy Award every year. Does he do all his stunts? Yes. That's... That's his whole gimmick. Really? His whole gimmick is that there's no stunt double for him. 
It's Tom Cruise. Do you know why there's no stunt double for him? Because he can't die. He's too little. <laughs> Tiny man. It's a little. <laughs> Dude, like, that last Mission Impossible movie, he would have won, like, five times over. Wow. When they do the uh, skydiving scene, that's really him skydiving. When he does that jump from across the roofs, breaks his ankle, oh. that really happened. Ugh. He learned to fly a helicopter to do the helicopter chase scene. Oh my like, god. He does all of that shit. <laughs> okay, so I respect Tom Cruise just a little bit more now. Oh, dude. Like, you need to watch some of that shit and, like, watch him, like, preparing for it. And then, like, when he does it. So James, James Corden, I think, did a segment on his show when that movie was coming out. And he was like, I'm going to go skydiving with Tom Cruise. Oh, no. And Tom Cruise was, like, showing him how to get ready for it and stuff. And he fucking dives out of a plane with Tom Cruise. Well, now that's off the bucket list. No, it's fucking dope. <laughs> I was like, I want to skydive with Tom Cruise. You're going to peg a hill it. No, I don't want to. <laughs> Hank! <laughs> Tom! Well, what else did you watch while you were uh, away in the Britain? I so really, I I watched a couple of the Oscar movies. I watched Marriage Story, by the way. Oh man, uh, even just watching the scenes that they played out in the little montages, I was like, oh, he's yeah. so emotional. They're both just so they put their whole hearts into oh, that man. thing. The movie is not about are we going to get divorced. It's we're getting divorced. Here's the proceedings. Oh, you know, yeah. And I already told Taylor, was like, all right, we get married, we hate each other now, we're getting divorced, there's only one way out. I was like, Guns. fight to the death, whoever <laughs> dies, they get murdered, and that's it. It's done. Oh my god. No other way out, because after watching that, no thank you. Well. I really need you to watch it, though, because I want to know Yeah, that's a ringing endorsement for it. it. <laughs> I just really want to know what you think about it, because... The movie does really good at saying, like, here's why she thinks he's bad. And here's why he think he thinks that she's bad. But you never really have proof of what the other thinks, but you do see some things that are true. So you never really know who's right, who's wrong, or anything like that. That's the thing you about know? a relationship, is that, like, a little bit everybody's it's right perception. and everyone's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, the whole movie is kind of shrouded in this mystery of, like, it's not like you you can just say, he was bad for this. Yeah. She thinks he was bad because of this, but you never really see him do those things. Okay. He thinks that she was bad for these reasons, but you never see her do those things. Man. So how do we know that they didn't happen or that they didn't happen? Like, we don't know. Yeah. They did or they didn't. We don't really see either side. We have hints that it's true, but no, like, proof, you know? Okay. And so it's just interesting because I don't really have a side that I think they were in the right. I don't I don't have a side. There was nobody that was on a break here, okay? <laughs> but there's a clear winner and loser by the end of the movie, though. Okay. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I don't think you're going to enjoy it and be like that was a good movie okay because i was 
I was literally just sad the whole movie. I was like, this is sad. Yeah. This is sadder. It just, More sadness. It looks sad top to bottom. Like, it doesn't look like oh, it, it starts is. happy. It doesn't look like it ends happy. But then that's the thing. There's parts in it that are just so funny. <laughs> like, like laugh out loud funny. All right. So, like, one of them, I, I'm not going to let you be surprised because this one might hurt you a bit. Okay. Um. So, basically, Adam Driver only thing in the divorce is that he just wants to be around his son yeah he doesn't care if she takes half his money half of his possessions he's already said she can have the whole apartment he doesn't care he simply wants his son and not even to have him with him but just to be able to be around him yeah right but the only way he can do it is to move to la where the where the case is happening and he lives in new york oh and that becomes a whole thing right but anyway, then they do, like, a social services thing, because before then, it was just them fighting over stuff, and they had agreed on things, then something happens, and Adam Driver hires a new lawyer, and now the kid gets involved, and now everything's really ugly oh, no. and messy, right? But so, a social worker has to come to his place, watch him and his son have dinner, and then decide if he's a fit parent or whatever, right? Just after, like, one evening? Yes. And she literally just walks in their house and just watches them, and it's really awkward. Like, like imagine if I just came into your house, you clearly know I'm there, and I just, I'm just like, just, just do you, and you just have to pretend like I'm not there. Could you just pretend I wasn't there? Probably not. It just reminds me too much of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. So... He, like, gives her water, and she's just constantly, like, sipping on the water. And he's like, can I get you anything else? No. I'm okay on the water. <laughs> I finished my water. And all this stuff. Well, they're eating dinner. And the kid goes, hey, Dad, do the do the knife trick. Oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> we don't do the knife trick at dinner. Actually, we don't do it ever. That's not a thing that we do. <laughs> And he's like, well, you said that I could have a knife. And he goes, yeah, when you're older. And he's like, like 10? He's like, no, like 20. <laughs> and so they keep talking and stuff. The kid goes to bed. And he's kind of talking to the social lady. And she's just, like, staring at him. Like, she just doesn't talk, right? Yeah. And he just goes, so anyway, the knife trick. <laughs> um, my my wife got me this little, like, box cutter knife. It's on my keychain. And he's like, and what I like to do is I pretend to slice my wrist, but I close the blade and I don't really do anything. Oh my and then God. he pretends to do it and slices down his entire fucking arm. Oh no. He slices so much of his arm. Kelsey. Oh, on accident or on purpose? <laughs> yeah. No. Accident. He oh, goes, Oh, God. I didn't retract the blade. Oh fuck. And she's like she's like, Are you okay? And he's like, Yeah, I'm totally fine. Everything is fine. I'm good do you like to do things? <laughs> and he's just like bleeding all over his blue oh, button up shirt. No. And he's just like rolling down the sleeve, trying to cover it up. And she's like, I think I better go. And he's like, if you must, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so he stands up. He's literally just dripping blood all down his arm. Oh, if you could see my face right now, I'm like, I'm clutching both of my wrists. <laughs> okay. But wait. So then she can't get the door to open. So he's trying to help her with the door, just smearing blood ah, all over this white door. Adam Driver, no! And she's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> she's like freaking out. Oh. It was so funny. 
Okay. And then he, he like, le- lets her out. And he's like, oh, thank you for a nice evening. And she's like, thanks for the water. Jesus. And she leaves. He closes the door. And then he's like, fuck! <laughs> he starts to finally freak out. He cleans it all up. And then he just passes out on the kitchen floor. And the kid's like, you okay, daddy? And he's like, I'm just gonna stay here tonight he goes okay oh my god can i have milk and he goes you can have all the milk you want pal and he pours himself (laughs) some milk and leaves his dad on the floor (laughs) that part's pretty hilarious it sounds brutal as hell it was it it was wild it definitely doesn't fit in with the rest of that movie (sighs) but anyway so then been watching a shit ton of dragon ball good lord i watched so much dragon ball okay Ferdin, you're gonna love this. I fucking love Dragon Ball, dude. You're like neck deep it's, it's in it. It's the fucking, it's the bomb. It's so good, and it's not even Dragon Ball Z, what most people like. It's the the one before it. Still, like I still haven't even gotten to the one that people like, and I'm already all about this shit. You're all the way in Dragon Ball A. You got a lot to go through. I I love it, man. I fucking love it. I can officially say it's another anime that I checkmark. I like another it. one under the it's belt, good. under the towel. Oh. I'm still not done with it. And I'm like a hundred shows in. Fuck, how many shows is it? Like one fifty or something. Okay. That's that's a hefty so, amount. So, I'm 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 close. But so when I was time traveling coming back to the US, right? Yeah. T- ten and a half hour flight. Ugh. I watched five movies and four hours passed in in like the clock. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I, I left at noon, <laughs> got in the US at four. 445. That must have felt like a fever dream. It was pretty awesome. I was like, I wish I could watch movies like this all the time. <laughs> what movies? So did I want to tell watch? you what I watched. Yeah, because I have a surprise on one. So I found out that the fucking Oscar movies were in this thing. All the and Oscar I was like, movies? Yes, most of them. Ah. I was like, I get to watch Jojo Rabbit. Oh yes. So watch Jojo Rabbit. <gasps> Kelsey, Robert, Parasite is a negative negative good movie compared to Jojo Rabbit. Really? Parasite is a fucking parasite compared <laughs> to Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Jojo Rabbit one fantastic fest for a reason, Kelsey. There's a reason it went there and it's the bomb. Fantastic I, Fest does not lie. I want to see it. I want to see it, it so bad. It's the fucking best movie. I've seen, like I said, pretty much all of them except for Ford v. Ferrari and The Irishman, right? Yeah. Hands down, out of every movie, I thought they were good movies. I thought this was a great movie. Okay. I will buy it as soon as it comes out. I would watch it every day. Did you get the steelbook? So good. I would totally get a fucking steelbook of that movie. (laughs) Yes. So... It's, that's the one by Taika Watiti, right? Yes. He's, he's the guy that plays Hitler, which is why Hitler's so funny. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Like, at one point, so Hitler's not really there. Do you? Yeah, it's like the kid's imaginary friend is Hitler, right? Yeah. Okay. So the kid is 10 years old, lives in Germany during World War II. Okay. He fucking loves the Nazis, loves Hitler. His dream is to be in the Third Reich and Why? be Hitler's right-hand man, and they're going to be best friends, right? So this takes place, like, during World War II? Like, right towards the end of World War II. Okay. It's just so, a very misguided child. So he's, like, wakes up in the morning, and 
Hitler's in his room and he's just like, are you ready to go to camp? <laughs> what anyway, is that accent? <laughs> I don't even, it's, it's, it's a wild one. Okay. But he's like, he's like, yes, I'm ready to go. He's going to Nazi camp for children. What? That's like the opening, right? Okay. And he's like, you're going to learn to be such a little badass and you're going to be like my best friend when you get out of there. You're going to join my army and I'm going to love you. <laughs> and he's like, I know Hitler. Things are going to be so great. And he goes, okay, now give me a hail Hitler. And he's like, hail Hitler. And he's like, Psh, pff, that's not a hail. you got to give me a hail Hitler. And he's like, hail Hitler. And he starts screaming. If you did shots for how many times hail Hitler said in this movie, you would die. Because <laughs> one of the jokes in the movie is the Gestapo comes to this house, right? Uh-huh. And every time somebody says it, you have to say it back to them in return, right? Right. There's five Gestapo that walk in this kid's house. So every time one of them says it, he says it. So that's ten times right there, right? Okay. Then somebody new walks in the room, so they do it again. Oh my god. Then a third person walks in the room, and they do that shit again. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's the best fucking movie. There are some twists in it that will wreck you. Oh, it's so good. All right. Good. Bringing the endorsement. Anyway. So he's, you know, the 10-year-old kid or whatever. And then he finds out that his mom is hiding a Jew in their house. Oh, no. So he's the most Hitler-loving kid on the planet. And there's a Jew hiding in his house. What do you do? That's the movie. Oh, fuck. Okay. It's so good! <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Like... As soon as it ended, I was like, I could watch that again. Oh, so good. So then I watched Parasite, right? Right. That's good. I felt a little awkward during one part, because, you know, I'm watching it on an airplane seat. Oh, my God. During the, like, awkward parental sex scene? Yeah. I was oh, like... man. I was like, oh, 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 no one look at me and judge me. <laughs> Fast forward. I don't want to be watching the sex. It's just, it's just happening on this little screen. It's just, I can't. I was like, I wonder how far this is going to go. Because if, like, a titty pops out, I'm probably going to get in trouble. Yep. But one <laughs> did they so operate right on the plane. Well, yeah. It's I not mean, your fault you're said, taking advantage. That's what I was saying. I was like, I was like, no one can get mad. I didn't know. But anyway, I watched Parasite. It's okay. And then I was like, all right, well, what else can I watch? I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the Judy movie. That's on here. Yeah. So I watched Renee Zellweger be Judy. And, yeah, dude, she won for a reason. Did she be Judy? Oh, man, it was so good. It was really good. I love Judy Garland. Um, Just a horribly sad movie as well. Yeah. Her diet consisted of, like, 70 cigarettes and painkillers, and that's, that's Pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. So you kind of get, like, into, like, why she's the way she is, you know? Yeah. And it. I actually didn't know she lived as long as she did. How long did she live? She she died she, in like the forties, right? No, no, no. Because uh, I guess Wizard Oz of Oz came out. came out in thirty nine. Yeah, and so she was maybe fourteen or sixteen then. Yeah, she was pretty darn young. Yeah, so I thought she died like maybe in the fifties or something. Yeah, maybe it was like twenty something. But she was she actually lived to be forty seven. Okay, I was like wow. Okay. 
Um, fantastic movie. I liked it. If you can let go of stuff and just be a sappy human, you'll definitely cry. Okay. <laughs> because at the very end, I was like, if this happens, if this is what they do, if this particular thing happens, I will cry. And then that's exactly what happened. And I cried on the plane. <laughs> oh. Um, what was your seating arrangement on the plane? Were you like in a middle seat? Oh, I was alone. Ah. Oh. Every time. It was great. Lucky you. But so the planes that I was on, there's like, so, you know, there's like aisle, middle, window seat, right? Yeah. On both sides of the plane. But then on this plane, there's also four seats in the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always in the middle seats and I always chose the corner one. And you so had like the I whole road yourself? Both times. Yeah. Oh my God. It was dope. <laughs> of course, what's the last song that gets sung during the Judy Garland movie? Oh, somewhere over the rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow. <sighs> that song in, in her, its own just makes me cry. <laughs> in her final performance at this London show that she was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole movie is she's doing the shows because she's flat broke and needs to make money because her husband or her ex husband is trying to get the kids from her and have them live with him. Yeah. And she has no money, has no home, she has nothing, so she has to make money to buy a home. To be able to get her kids, right? Yeah. Well, then they decide to live with their dad and not with her after she's done all the London shows. What? And so what is uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow about? It's about hope and the good things that can be somewhere else, right? Yeah. And she's singing it knowing that there's nothing better for her. Because Uh! the one thing she wanted is gone, which is having her kids, right? Oh, okay. And she breaks down crying on the stage and doesn't sing... And so what's the thing that I said, if it happens, I will cry? What happened? I said, if the crowd sings the song for her, I will cry. And what happens? The crowd sings the song to her instead. And I cried, Kelsey. I cried. Yeah. That'll do it. I was like, you can't fucking sing this song. This is her song. You won't do that. I wonder if it actually happened. Maybe. I don't know, but it was really sweet, and I liked it. Did Brene Zellweger uh, actually sing for the movie? Of course. Good. Because I was sitting there like, she was in Chicago. I know yeah, she, she can sing. Pipes. Why am I worried about this? <laughs> no, yeah, she did great. So then that ended, and I was like, well, I gotta watch something else. It's like, ooh, well, I'll watch Zombieland Double Tap. Yes. So watch Zombieland. What'd you think? I liked it. It was really good. good. Yeah. But, of course, I was sitting there going, like, dude, that first movie is legit perfect, though. I know. It can never be what that was. You just, you can't top it. No. But it was really good, and I liked it. Yes. It it was actually better than I thought it was going to be, even from what you had told me before. I was like, of course it's going to be good, but I really liked it. And then I had a certain amount of time left on the plane ride. And I found a movie that was that exact limit of time. Perfect. And I was like, sure. I'm going to watch The Calmest Astronaut. Oh, you watched it? So I watched The Calmest Astronaut. On a plane? What do you think? Did that stress you out? No. Oh, my God. So I watched it and was like, that sure is a movie about nothing. <laughs> Isn't it? 
It's it sure is the Seinfeld of space movies. Oh my god, nothing happens in that movie, but also nothing everything happens. happens. Yeah, I was like, I was like, and this is this part. Yeah, that's pretty much what Kelsey said. Like I was, I was reliving how you explained it to me as I watched it. Like I, I love this movie so much. But also, it's not a good movie. <laughs> like, objectively, it's, not, a good it's movie. not good. I just love it. It is really... It's not bad. It's, it's not. I mean, it's, it there's no point. It's like drinking water. Like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm quenched. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, it's like, I'm good. But I was good <laughs> eight glasses ago. Right. <laughs> I, I'm done. <laughs> so, I watched Ad Astra... Um, I actually had one problem with the movie. I was like, wow, there's a big fucking problem for a movie that's so realistic. Uh-huh. How can this happen? What the motherfuck? And All I right. got pissed. And then I saw how it was realistic and I was like, oh, I, I, I just missed when that happened. Okay, this movie checks out. It's good. And okay, I was good. Which, which part was it? Is that the end when... Him and his dad are, like, flailing about. And he's like, let me go, son, let me go. (laughs) And so he lets him go. Well, he is far away from the ship that his dad was in. Yeah. And I was like, how did this motherfucker Superman all the way back (laughs) to the fucking ship? Because he just, like, flew back to it. And I was like, if he can just fly back to the ship, why is he standing on this thing trying to, like, triangulate his jump to go through the rings and get back to his thing? (laughs) Right? Right. But then, after he, you know, like, bombards his way through all the rocks, he had thrusters on his spacesuit that he used to get back to the ship the right way. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I guess I just missed when he did that the first time. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so he didn't Superman his way. My bad. Oops. That would be hilarious if it just, like, wee! <laughs> like, goes of his own accord. I was, like, out of everything for this movie to be so on point that is a glaring omission that weird chimpanzee scene i just like missed it what about it what'd you think (laughs) i just like how he was like a lot of rage there i was like yeah (gasps) there sure was he just tapes up that dude's face (laughs) okay I was like, dude, it has been way too long. No, he's dead. Uh, Why? Why are you wasting your time trying to do this? So calmly taping his helmet back up like you're going to be I okay. I can get him out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, probably not. Your nose got eaten off. Oh, but man. It was a weird. It was a weird movie. Yes. It was weird. <laughs> it's very weird. I'm not sad that I watched it. I just was like. This is everything Kelsey said it was. <laughs> I knew I knew what this was going to be, and it was exactly that. Yep. 100%. But I did like the end, though, that, like, going through this whole thing and kind of, like, coming to terms with his dad. Yeah. He finally is going to be not about his work. Yeah. And be with his woman and be a better guy. It's like, really just, like, one right, man's this... psychological journey, you know? Yeah. I was like, all right, this is good. Um, there was a part that I kind of laughed at. I think it's, like, during his 80 days to get to his dad. Uh Uh-huh. 
he was just slowly going crazy and he was yeah. just like saying shit to himself uh-huh. and there was one that he kept saying and i i just laughed and i don't even know what it was one of the parts that got me was uh <sighs> shit when he was on the moon and they were like driving that car and one of the dudes uh-huh. just gets shot and he's like guess i'm driving now just, like, oh yeah that dude's corpse out like what are you doing he's got a mission <laughs> They were escorts. He served his purpose. It's done now. <laughs> Those it's like it's the wildest movie where nothing at all happens. Yeah. Like for real, so much like actiony scenes for you to go I sat in space for like a hundred days. I'm so glad he watched this movie. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I just knew that with my two and a half hours left on the plane, and it it, it was like two twenty. I was like, "This is this is perfect, perfection. It suits what I need. I'm gonna watch it, and I'm quenched. I'm I'm quenched. That was pretty much all I watched. Well, while you're away in uh, Brexit Town, did, did anybody like uh-huh. so Brexit was happening while you were over there? So really. Everybody just asked me what I thought about Donald Trump the whole time. Why? Everybody wants to know what I think about him. Like, what does anybody think about him? He's a big, stupid idiot. I was telling somebody else that, and they were like, why don't they care about their queen? And I was like, oh, they all hate the queen. Really? They hate the royal family. Oh, they hate them. Huh. They absolutely do not like them. Like, nobody cares. Well, apparently the royal family even hates the royal family. Were you over there for, like, the royal family breakup? Mm. Well, like, what's her face? Meghan Markle and the Ginger Man <laughs> moved away. They're like, we're, we're leaving the royal family. Oh, I heard about that before I went. Okay, and that they were like talking about it or something because she like took a part that she wasn't allowed to, and they were like, well, we're doing it anyway. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, you were over you know, there like during like a historical yeah. time. Oh, I never really turned their TV on at all. Okay. Like it, I didn't watch... Well, one day I tried to watch the news, and it was like, ah, we're going to play game shows instead. And I was like, I want to see the news. And there was no news. Well... Oh, wait. I didn't tell you about my other movie. Oh, shit. 1917. Oh, yeah. Ooh, tell me about it. Tell me what you thought. So I wrote down what I thought about one part, because I knew you would like it. So, spoilers again. So I tried to go to the 4DX theater for this one. Yes. Right? Okay, I guess there's not smells. Like, it's not, like, gunpowder and all, like, smelling the bullets, right? I'm disappointed. Well, when I went, it was broken. So they canceled it, and I didn't get to go. Boo! So I went back the next day, and they were like, yep, we're playing it. And only the seats moved. No water, no air, none of the other effects. You didn't get splashed or poofed or, like, shot? No, just, just the seats moving. Okay, well, how'd that feel? But, it works. That really works. Was it like an intermittent massage, or was it like the no, whole seat throws you? No, no, I hate it. It, it, it literally spiked my anxiety levels oh, so no. hard. So, when it got me, it's when they first go into the German base oh and my the mouse trips the, oh. trips the tripwire, right? Yes. So at that point in the movie, I okay. literally, like, leapt and did a duck and cover. Okay. You could not have seen it with the way this seat moved. 
I can't even if, imagine. If my watch had been recording my heart rate at that time, it had been like 209. Oh my god. I was like, I'm legit uncomfortable. I was like, oh my god. I was so stressed during that part. I It freaked me out. Yeah. It fucked me up. Uh, so that... But here's the part that I wanted to tell you. I legit wrote this down after I left the movie. I was like, I have to say these words to Kelsey. Okay. So it was after they were going through No Man's Land. Uh, the guy cut his hand on the barbed wire fence, right? Oh, yeah. He, like, kind of wraps... Well, no, he didn't even wrap it up yet. And they slip down the thing, and he lands with his hand in a dead body. Oh, yep. His cut hand in a dead body. (laughs) Do you know what I said to myself? I legit said this out loud to myself. (laughs) What'd you say? I said, well, that's gonna be Infection City. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? So I have a note here that just says 1917 Infection City. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that down two weeks ago to to say just that to you right now. Perfect subtitle. Infection City. Man, that movie um, stressed me out with the amount of like... I I thought about that too. Like whenever he's just like, he's got that open wound on his hand. He's just like touching death and like going through rats and dirt and bombs. And I'm just like, boy, that is just... I don't even have words for the amount you're of... You're gonna... You're gonna lose that hand. <laughs> you're gonna lose it. Like, they, you're they losing can't that do, hand. They can't do shit for you. What are they gonna do? Pour whiskey in it? Like... I know! It's 1917. They don't have <sighs> medicine. So, I mean, just full spoilers for this one. Kelsey saw it a long time ago. Yeah. You guys should have seen it a long time ago. Should have. Get over it. Dude. Like, 20 minutes into this movie, <gasps> I'm like, main guy can't die? I know. I know. And then then his face got so white so from blood loss that I went... white. I said, main guy's gonna die. You can't come back from that. And he uh, died. And then, like, ugh, the part that got me is, like, so he looked like he was okay. He was gonna be fine. It was just, like, a, it was a small stab wound. He's gonna be fine. And then yeah. he, like, gets him under the armpits and tries to pull him up. And when he pulls him, the blood gushes. Like, and also, the, like, like, ripped him a bit. Blackness yeah. gushes out of him. And I'm like, oh, that's your, that's your intestines. It's, you're done for. That's it. You can't come yeah, back man. from that. It's 1917. Infection City. <laughs> you can't go back from that. 1917. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That fucked me up so bad. I did not expect him to die. Sweet I know. Sweet baby. Dying in the war. Like... Here's what got, like, for some reason, when I was watching this movie, I didn't see two soldiers. You know how, like, yeah. when, like, you watch, like, war movies, you see, like, oh, well, that's soldiers. Like, man, that's that's tough, right? Yeah. I don't know. The way, like, the guy that winds up living was kind of, like, picked for the job, but he didn't really have anything to do with it. And yeah. he just has to fucking go through with it. And I was sitting there going like, yeah, man, I gotta fucking do all this UK payroll shit that I don't want to do. it." I'm, I'm like, totally with you, man. I just like <laughs> saw him as a person that happened to have this shit happen to him. And I just felt for him because it wasn't his fault. But fuck, you gotta do it. It's almost you know, like, like he uh, had to do it. Like your, your hero's movie, Kevin Smith's Clerks, wasn't even supposed to be here today. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I've seen that movie like... With a one time. Yeah, that's like... That is like... That's like not my movie. My movie is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, okay. Like, all day, every day watch that movie. 
No, nah, but this but this fucking war movie, man. I, f- I felt for everything that was happening, because I was like, these are just people that, honestly, at the end of the day, don't know what they're doing. Like, I know. I wish that... don't know how to beat somebody else like that, you know? Yeah. I wish that kid had been nominated for Best Actor, because I feel like he would have won. Oh, he was good. He was so good. Like, the part where the fucking, yeah. like, wagon that he's in stops, and he's like, we have to get oh, this man. moving. And all the soldiers are yeah, like, oh, we're not in a rush. And he's like, I have to get it moving. Everybody get the yeah, fuck out and help me hardcore. push this shit. I'm like, oh, you gotta help him. His friend died. <laughs> help him push it, please. Oh, man. But yeah, that single shot shit, it just, it it killed me. Like, oh, yeah, the anxiety you in it ratcheting and ratcheting no minute to breathe no minute to rest you really felt it until like he hits his head and he blacks out and i was like oh yeah dude it's over (sighs) that was a wild movie yeah what did you think even after watching it i was like that was a good movie but i didn't think it had any shot at winning really no oh god the part that got me the most is when he's like floating down that horrible river and it's like so tumultuous and it's just like you you feel the stress of it and then he gets to the end and it's just like peaceful floating for a minute and the cherry blossoms come down and everything seems like it's gonna be okay and then like corpses <laughs> are just everywhere and he just uh that yeah where he, when he just like ends his float in the river and this like pile of dead bodies and all these cherry blossoms yeah. around i was like god the horrors of like, war are real that got me and then when he finally like when he finally gets there and nobody will just fucking be like the guy's oh my there God, i know it was like please everybody wants to like fight against him like why are you while he's doing this? this thing he wants you to stop it and then he fucking goes out onto the battlefield yes. to get across i was like this dude is getting his shit done he's a man. soldier yeah <sighs> and then when he gave his shit to his brother i was like all right dude every british dude in there was crying i was crying so hard just and free flowing. all the girlfriends were like, really? <laughs> I I did love it. I thought it was great. I knew it was going to be as good as it was. From the So actually, I read about that movie when I was in the UK the last time. Yeah. While I was there, they had announced that movie in like September, right? Mm-hmm. That was a quick turnaround. Like they announced it in September and it came out in December. Yeah. Hardly any time to advertise. Yeah. And when I read about it, I was like, I have to see that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And it was everything I thought the day that I first read about it. It was everything that I thought and wanted. It was great. Yeah, I'm typically not a fan of war movies, but that one just resonated with me. Oh, it was good. That was my thing. I just want to tell you that I loved it. It was beautifully shot. Yes. Who won for Um, cinematography? 1970. Okay, good. Yeah. They they yeah. fucking deserved it. That would be my movie watching this while I was gone. Well, the only major thing you missed in the United States was the Super Bowl. That is true. It happened at 3 a.m. my time, Whoa. so I did not watch it. Did they air it over there? Probably. Because I know that they have it on in a few countries, but I wasn't sure, like... I actually don't know because it seems like when it was happening live, you know, I couldn't have watched it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't even know. Uh, The halftime show was super good. You missed that. I have heard things. Shakira's little 
Jagruta tongue thing. Oh, I've seen that meme nonstop. Oh my god, man! I've seen that, and then I've seen J Lo, but they put the South Park thing over taco, taco, burrito, burrito, taco, taco. <laughs> my taco flavored kisses. Oh my god, I've seen that. Um, I've only seen two of the commercial. Well, no, I've only watched one full commercial. Which one was that? Pretty sure it was Doritos, and it's Old Town Road guy. Oh my god! And Sam yeah, Elliot dance battling in the street. And his mustache does the wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Because my mom sent me that the day after and said this was my favorite commercial. <laughs> so that's the only one that I watched. Uh, so you have missed out on the phenomenon that is <clears throat> Baby Nut. So I know that like Mr. Peanut like fell off a cliff to his death <laughs> yeah see the thing is right? like so they had this big ad campaign that was happening where they were like mr peanut's dead what's gonna happen next and then yeah. like kobe bryant died and they were like halt the mr peanut oh, campaign yeah. <laughs> like we don't want to talk about death right now <laughs> so i don't know i thought that they were just going to cancel the whole peanut campaign for the super bowl but i guess if you've already yeah. dumped that amount of money into it you can't really cancel at the last minute so yeah you kind of can't but we did get a listener email in regards to the baby nut. Okay. Would you like me to read it to you? Yes, please. Okay. It's from my dear friend, Ferdin. Okay. He says, Dear Kelsey and Robert, I know Kelsey has a hate-hate relationship with most snack food mascots, <laughs> but did y'all see the planter's baby nut commercial for the Super Bowl? I would really like to hear y'all discuss your feelings on Mr. Peanut literally dying and being reborn from the tears of the Kool-Aid man. And then he provides a okay. link to the actual commercial. So I don't know if you want to watch this or... Ew, his grave is like peanut-shaped. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Mr. Clean is fucking there? Like, what the fuck? I know. He's not even a snack. I mean, he's a snack in his own right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, he's really a fucking dolphin now like what i don't know what that is fucking about <laughs> he just goes just kidding i'm back haha <laughs> yeah so that's a baby that's nut a weird commercial um so when the dude picks it up with both hands what i really wanted him okay. to do was just like push his thumbs in and crush that just, shell. Like, crack him. <laughs> and then peanut butter's inside and he rips them apart just ah, nah, 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 the peanut butter so i have seen the picture of the baby nut right uh-huh. Here's my thought on Baby Nut. All right. Okay. It was summed up in a meme, and it's the only one I saw about it, and it's the only one I ever need to see about the Baby Nut. Okay. It says, plainly, with a picture of him, it says, Ooh, move over, Baby Yoda. You've got some competition in town. Hashtag Baby Nut, right? Okay. Followed immediately by a comment that says, I would grind Baby Nut into peanut butter for Baby Yoda. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly how I and feel. And I said, yup. I hate it so yeah, much. No. Why does he have a dolphin noise coming out of him? Why are his eyes like I that? Mean, his face is so creepy. I'm fine with him. I hate him. But he's he's no Baby Yoda. Like, they were trying so to much. capitalize on they the Baby really Yoda They really wanted phenomenon. that Baby Yoda energy. And they this thing has, like, lifeless, glassy eyes that just <laughs> stare for eternity. I hate it. I hate it. I think he's all right. No. But... <laughs> not i'm not but he, he's 
He's he's just no baby Yoda. I, that's exactly what Planners was trying to do. They were like, ah, babies. That's the thing this oh, year. Oh yeah, dude. We wanna we wanna do something with Mr. Peanut and a baby. How about how about hear me out on this? We throw Mr. Peanut off of a baby cliff. Peanut. And then we have him reborn from the tears of the Kool-Aid man. Like, who who greenlit this ad campaign? <laughs> this was a wild mashup of stuff. Like, I don't think the same company owns all of those brands. I have no idea. Because the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was there. What? Yeah. Let me play this gonna, again. Okay. 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 So we have Peanut Shaped Grave. Hang on. Okay. So pause. Pause. Mr. Clean. Okay. Yep. Kool-Aid man. Right? Who are these other people? Do we know them? No, they're just people. Okay. And then he said, yep. And then it pulls up after he cries. And look, Wienermobile. Oh, and a peanut mobile. (laughs) Yeah. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile's right there. Okay. So then you hit play again. And I think that's it. Yeah, and then we just have this. Yeah. I just love, is that a baby net? (laughs) I hate it. Who was the voice? I don't know. Because that voice does not match the baby nut face. It used to be Bill Hader doing the voice, right? Does Bill Hader just be like, I don't want to be your peanut anymore. And that's like why they decided to kill him. Baby nut voice. Oh, what a dumb. Okay, so I just typed in baby nut voice and the top news story says Super Bowl's baby nut just dethroned baby Yoda. No, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man, so wrong. God, dethroned. I think, I think he's okay. I can't wait for him to grow back up because Mr. Peanut is classy as shit. I would literally punch through this thing's chest if it meant there was peanut butter inside <laughs> I could eat. I would do it without the peanut butter inside. I hate him. I want to step on him. I just want to crack him. <laughs> so Fern continues his email and asks, "Who are y'all's favorite mascots?" Uh, Kelsey, don't you have a collection of Doughboy merch? Did I make that up? I kind of have a crush on the Jolly Green Giant. Insert eggplant emoji. Oh my God. And no sign off. I don't just think you email. have a Doughboy collection. I think you just have that one Doughboy. You haven't seen my Doughboy collection? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I have a okay. Doughboy collection. I don't like this. I actually love the Pillsbury Doughboy. I don't know what it is about him. He's just so cute. A little tummy. Just want to push it. <laughs> um... <laughs> i i love i love the pillsbury doughboy um yeah i did just have like the one like i think they were doing a special or something back in the day okay. and pillsbury was selling it either came with like a can of biscuits or maybe a cookbook or mm-hmm. some kind of a kitchen gadget but they had this little like toy pillsbury doughboy thing and yeah i i love him so much every time i bake i would be like <laughs> punching his little tummy and then yep. uh, whenever I moved out, my mom was like, do you want the Doughboy? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want the Doughboy. Yes. <laughs> so he lords over my kitchen now. And uh, at the thrift store one day, I lucked into this incredible purchase that I'm going to have to put on our Instagram. It okay. is a Doughboy wooden calendar. So okay, what it is, <laughs> is it has like, it's this big... It has little rails in the center of it for numbers, but I don't have the numbers because it's a thrift store purchase, so it didn't yeah. come complete. But it did have, there's a shelf for each month, and on each shelf, it has a little Doughboy figurine that represents that month. 
Okay. It's cute as hell. So, like, for August, he's on a picnic blanket with these little croissants. And on uh, for Christmas, Aww. he's, like, holding a plate of brownies. And I just... Oh, he's so darn cute. Oh, my God. Just perfect in every way. And it's it, it's a crazy good mm. thrift store find because these little figurines go for, like, a couple hundred dollars each. And I got the whole damn set for 50 bucks. Yeah. So I have that in my kitchen. So these are food mascots, right? That was kind of the premise. Um, He just asked, who are y'all's favorite mascots? I generally don't like snack food mascots. I they creep me out. Why though? I just don't like them. They freak me out. I don't know. So okay, here's here's probably one, so I just typed in food mascots and I had one in my mind and he showed up. Okay, so I still like him. But what about Chester Cheetah? No, I don't like him. You don't like the Cheeto? No, guy? no, he's a weird height. He's like a little homunculus. I love him. No, he was not the one that I had in mind though. What's... Uh, I fucking love the great. Oh, he's okay. Tony the Tiger's the bomb. He's all love right. Him. But if you're just gonna go mascots, I'm gonna say I easily have a favorite. Okay. Uh, I love Jack from Jack in the Box. He's hilarious. Oh, I don't like him either. You are awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. Jack is the coolest. His commercials are the best. He had a different energy when we were growing up that I enjoyed more. These days, he's more like, hey, stoners, want some tacos? Pulls tacos out of his pockets. So from this list, I bet your favorite is the owl from, uh, uh, shit, what are these called? The Tootsie Pops. Pops. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I do love that guy. A one, a two, a three. 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 I like him. He's sassy. He's cool. Um, I don't really care for anyone else. Are there any like, that you have a crush on? That I have a crush on? If I had to pick a mascot that I have a crush on, because Fern says he has a crush on the Jolly Green Giant, uh, okay. I would say the Bounty Paper Towel Man, because he's got a beard and he's wearing plaid, and those are my oh my, God. my two go-tos. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm going to piggyback off of you and Ferdin. Okay. You ready? So I'm going to go with Ferdin's first. Jolly Green Giant, uh, the green M&M, man. She is all legs and great. <laughs> what about the brown m M&M? and Do you like her? Uh, she's okay. She's too smart. <laughs> <laughs> you like the bimbos. She's, she's like a newer one, though. Yeah, she is. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the green one was the only girl at the time, so I feel like people just like her, you know? Yeah, she is very classic. Uh, well, 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 she's just very elegant, and actually the brown one kind of is, too. She's got those those nice glasses. Yeah, doesn't the green one also have glasses, or am I misremembering this? No, the green one just has, like, those, like, she got white boots. boots. Them boots were made for walking. Um, let me see if I can find this one. There's not really much of her, but for a while... So you said the brawny guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it brawny or bounty? I think it's brawny. I mean, I've said bounty. Yeah. So. I'm, f- I'm way too. Oh, I'm too deep. Oh, no. Are you looking at green M&M stuff? Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Never go past the first page of Google. I have to show you this. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about a meme I saw the other day. I am not going to repeat racing. that on this podcast. <laughs> but. 
Bronny was doing a campaign called Strength Has No Gender. Okay. And there was a Bronny that was not the guy. It was a Bronny woman. Oh. And I like the Bronny woman. I mean, you don't really see a lot of her. Uh Uh-huh. But... Okay. (laughs) That's a weird image. I don't know what it is, but I hate it so much. So... I like the brawny woman. Oh my god. Oh my god. I She's want like to make for these you. available to our listeners, but I also don't. Okay. Well, that one's just... What, why she got buck teeth? I don't know. <laughs> and, okay. And, and the thong is just like <laughs> painted on her. It's not even really... She's wearing it. I'm so scared. It's my new sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> Stands at the end of my bed twerking. I gotta see if I can find the one that I saw the other day. It was on Chive. Okay, I'm palate cleansing now with the brawny but woman. She anyway, brawny is woman, very cute. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see her face. You just see like her lips down to her chin. Yeah, but... she got that red lip. Yeah, man, like the brawny woman. So I'm gonna go green... auburn locks. The green M and M on the Ferdinand I... side, and the brawny woman piggybacking off of yours i have to exit the green m&m google page well i don't know why you went there i don't either (laughs) that's that's almost as bad as going to like a sonic (sighs) like uh fan art page can't do that either no you cannot awesome email for that was that was a good one yes thank you for that he helped me learn something about you (laughs) (laughs) all right are we ready to um bury this nut yeah let's let's not cry over its grave though okay okay don't resurrect him all right guys please tell your friends about us what i want you to do is take this podcast write down a full transcript of it have it bound deliver it to your friend's home now they have an episode of ours to read i don't know can i just say can i just say i saw them bind a book when i watched Little women. Okay. You're asking a lot of them right now. <laughs> That's a intricate process. I still haven't seen Little Women. That's one that I've got to see still. Oh man. Um I could return having watched that and life would be the same. Like I gained nothing from watching that movie. Oh really? Yeah, it was just like, okay. That's cool. Better or worse than Ad Astra? I'm gonna go worse. Oh wow! Okay, but it's not. Even, it's 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 like the same level. It's just like a lot happened, but nothing really happened. I feel like I would like it more because I myself am a little woman. Am a little woman. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like the end. Like the end finally went somewhere, and that was cool. Then I felt good, but I was just like, had I like I felt no different before the movie versus after the movie. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing changed. Well. It was just like, I watched that. That happened. So, but yeah, like, they show them binding a book, like, creasing the pages and, like, sewing, like, the binding together and, like, getting the that cover sounds... on it and all this stuff. And I was like, that's really awesome. Okay. Well, let's but, all uh, ask uh, Sir Sharonan and Emma Watson to bind <laughs> this podcast up into a book for us. Uh, once you do that, you can help us grow our audience by spreading the word to your friends via book, or if you want to make it easier, just take their phone, subscribe to us, 
on any platform. They'll never ever miss an episode. We release weekly every single Monday. If you got a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would really, really help. You can also find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to go like our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube where we put all of our episodes on. Well, we do it the same day, right? Didn't it come out when the show does? We sure do. Yeah, so whether you're going to listen to it on your favorite podcast app or if you just have YouTube, which most people just have that lying around somewhere, just go grab it. Where did I leave my YouTube? I left it lying around here somewhere. (laughs) Like, I know I got that YouTube somewhere. Uh, We also have our Twitch, which get ready for another one. You guys like the Baba. Hell yeah. I I, I got a really pretty game in mind since I get to pick the next one. You guys are going to love it. I would recommend when we do it, get headphones. Really let that music sink in. That music is so beautiful. We'll probably try to be quiet in some of those spots and let you guys feel it. It's it's just magical. So we'll get that out at some point. We'll enjoy playing that. If you would like to email us about the baby nut and how much you hate him and how much Baby Yoda's better... Uh, tell us what your favorite Super Bowl commercial was at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Send us some weird, um, what's your favorite mascot is, too. Do you have a crush on a mascot? Tell Kelsey she's weird for not liking Chester Cheetah. He's like the coolest dude ever. He's so creepy. So, you know who else I like? Who? Not crush-wise. But, dude, uh, Captain Crunch is dope. He's scary. I love Captain my god robert his eyes you ever looked into captain crunch's eyes yeah they're full of iron (laughs) his eyes sit on a different plane than the rest of his face like literally his hat is behind his eyes i need you to look at a photo (laughs) i just was looking at a photo of him pull it up zoom in on the eyes i promise you to be disturbed like okay you know what we're probably going to have a future show all about mascots because there has to be several that you're not weirded out by or secretly hate in some way. There okay. has to be. All right. We'll talk about mascots again in the future. Okay. Our theme song is The Green Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check them out on YouTube. And as always, thank you for listening. Tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. How can we kill Baby Nut? Important sound we wanted you to hear. I'm giving this opener an eggplant emoji. <laughs> That's right. like a new feature. Oh, cute. Yeah, like it, it just says like 100% an egg emoji. That's like the top two emojis it shows for me. Uh, reactions have been on for a while, but they've like added this instant reaction thing. Yeah. My, I guess what my top one is. It's got to be the hands. The like. Oh. <laughs> That's the third one. Oh, shit. <laughs> I use it all the time in our show notes. Oh, a goat. Yes. I was like, I was like, it's got to be the goat. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's the microphone, probably. Yep. Okay. You have smart. Goat. My smart. Hands. You're smart. <laughs> Mine's, for some reason, 100% an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I've used either of those in this thing. <laughs> I don't either.